Friends, please be an angel and share this podcast with a friend, subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave a positive review. You can also help us reach more people when you screenshot this podcast, tag me at Angel Podcast, and share it on your Facebook and Instagram stories. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for all you do to support this podcast. Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your angel medium, Julie Jancis, and today we're sharing your angel stories. Why do our angels and loved ones above show us signs? Yes, they want us to know they're okay and at peace, but deeper than that, they want us to connect with them so that they can help us more from the other side. Friends, it all begins with your intuition, vibration, and experiencing oneness. Your intuition is your soul's voice. It's also how your loved ones talk to you from heaven. In this podcast, we teach you how to turn up the volume on your intuition so that you can hear their loving messages more clearly. We also teach you how to raise your vibration and feel your oneness with all that is. Friends, you are here to love, give love, receive love, be love, radiate love. And because your soul is love, all you really ever have to do is just be. Hello, everyone. We are here with Christine. Christine is a great part of this community. She's been with me for years. We've been working together and she's come through the angel school and she's very in tune with the other side, has lots of great angel stories to share with us today. Christine, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Julie. I'm so happy to be here. So let's start out. You have a story about your mom and seeing this presence as she was passing to the other side. And I wondered if you can kind of talk to us about that. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. It was probably how everything got started with me was how I got connected with you. So I got a phone call and my mom was in hospice, right? She had cancer and dementia for like 15 years. And I got a a phone call saying that she had fallen and she's just not herself. So they had asked me to come in. So I said, sure, I'm going to come in just as soon as I feed, you know, my baby Katie and all this other stuff. So I got in there. She's in bed. And there's a chair right next to her bed. And I know that somebody is there. It's not, it's not like us and our bodies, but it was, a, it was a presence. And to me, it was the reaper. And I thought, oh, crap, what's going on here? I ran. I got a nurse. And I said to her, without, without thinking, I said, why is the reaper sitting next to my mom? And then I thought to myself, oh, I said that out loud. I didn't say that inside my head. And the <laughs> nurse is like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, um, mom looks really ill, like she might die. What's going on? Because nobody called me, you know, like they didn't say anything. So she went back to the room with me and just said, well, it's, it's just her meds. She's just really dopey. And I could just feel that reaper who was right there, it wasn't scary. It was more of an angel, you know, I would guess. And I kept thinking, well, is this dad? Is this her parents? Is this a past sibling of hers? You know, 
or guides. I had no idea, but I felt a comfort there with that. So unfortunately, um, within the next like 45 minutes, she did pass and I was there and I was, it, it, it was a struggle because I kept asking the nurse for help. Like something is wrong with mom. Like she can't breathe very well. And I would look up and I could feel the, you know, this intense of the energy that was there. And it just kind of made me panic a little bit because I was like, what is happening? Because we did not expect her to pass at this time, right? So I was getting the nurse and then it, and, and then they got to the point where she did actually stop breathing. And that part was hard because she was fighting it the whole way. And at the, and at the end, I kept saying, go with who's here with you. I know they're here for you, mom. Just go with them. It's going to be okay. And you're going to see dad again, you know. And then it was over with, but it was a real shock to just to walk in. And I was like, why is there a reaper sitting next to my mom? And these people are just like, did you hear what she said? And I think she told the other nurses too, because they were all like, she's a little off tonight. (laughs) Well, I'm wondering too, when, when your mom passed, did you feel the energy flow through you in any way? Did you feel anything during, I know the entire time that you were there was that transition, but when she stopped breathing, did you feel anything? For me, it felt like it, because I had a hold of her, it felt like it went through my arms, through the rest of her body and and right out her feet. I had turned my head to watch it. It was almost like it just slipped out through her feet and then away. That's the way I felt it was going, you know. So it wasn't like she sat up in her bed from her spirit and just got, got up. I just felt she was slipping through. Right. And that's how most people see it or feel it too when I talk to people who are there at the bedside when somebody crosses okay. over. A lot of times it's not like you're seeing the spirit of the person lift up and out of the body, uh, most times it's a, a presence that you feel or an energy that you feel pass through you is what people say. Yeah. 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 I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you have other um, yeah. stories. <laughs> I know that you have some really cool feather stories because feathers yeah. are one of your symbols. So I'd yes. love for you to share those with our <laughs> listeners. Thank you. Thank you. I would love to. This is, a well, it's kind of funny, but yeah, it began then right after mom had passed. It was like two days later and I was in my home and I was trying to clean out the little baby pool for our little one, right? I got the hose and everything. And my my dad and I always worked outside together. So we were always outside trying to weed the things or cut the grass or to plant some new tree or something like that. And when I was out there doing the hose, a white feather just came down in front of me, just floating down. And I thought to myself, I'm under a tree. So where did this come from? And I see like sparrows and everything, but they're not white. You know, there's a robin that's not white, you know, type of deal. And I was like, huh. So at first I thought, that's got to be somebody from up there. 
that's got to be like God or somebody like that. And then I walked into the house and there was another one right at my feet inside of the kitchen. And I stopped and went, okay, the feathers for me. This is somebody who's trying to talk to me, I had said at that point. So then I went back outside and I grabbed the first feather and I went back inside and then I grabbed that feather. And I was like, what is going on? Now, I am pretty much depressed at this point, right? Mom had passed and have to do all these things and there's no more family left, you know, type of deal. So I think that's why this all began. So as the days went on, I was supposed to fly to Texas to see my uh, best friend, right? And I was so excited. And But I'm going, can I leave now? Because her funeral is like, in 10 days or so, should I really, I should probably just stay home. I probably shouldn't go. And my husband's going, go, go, go. It'll be fine. So I had a, a bunch of clothes just all stacked out. And as I was, you know, I would pick up a shirt and think, oh, I'm going to take this. No, I don't want this. By the time I got to the fourth shirt in the middle of the pile, there was a white feather right on it. And I went, okay, I'm going. I'm going to go. Okay, thank you, Dad, or Mom, or somebody, <laughs> you know, up there. Then when we got back from Texas, I was trying to make her picture board with her pictures from her childhood and then her marriage and then me and everything for the funeral. So I had these big poster boards. I'm laying out all of the pictures. I got this, this little, like, of the ribbons to make it pretty and all. And I got my glue gun right, right at the side. And I'm thinking to myself, I hope this looks good, right? I hope this looks good. And I'm thinking and I'm looking and I go to reach for the glue gun and there's a white feather on it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to glue it just the way it is. This must be the way, you know, the way it's supposed to be. So then I, I glued it all together. Everybody loves it at the food, no, right? But then there was this one, there's just the whole time. So when I would tell a friend like, oh my God, I'm getting all of these feathers and I think it's mom or dad or someone saying that it's okay. So then we went to Google, of course. Uh, when you don't know the meaning of something, everybody Googles, right? So I went there and it said that it means that they are, that they are at peace and they've crossed over. So I thought, it is my mom. It's got to be, right? So then I said, okay, if this is really all of you, if this is you trying to talk to me, my family, just to give me one more feather. And then I'm sold. I, you know, I'm going to be sold. Of course, later on that day, <laughs> I'm in a store. I am about to walk out of it and has like a black floor to it. And there, there's a couch, but it's maybe like 50 feet away from the door. It's not like it's right, it's right there by it. There's a desk up in front and everything but there's no carpet or anything. And all of a sudden, I, I looked down at my feet, a huge white feather. I took a picture of it. My friend is like, oh my God, you got another feather. That's gotta be them. And that, that was quite exciting. And then that's when you popped up in my phone for the Quest show that was happening. Um, it was the Quest store and they have a fall festival with all of the vendors. And then you popped up and then I went, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go do this. And she talks to angels and I'm going to find out. 
And that's how we first met. <laughs> that's so amazing. Oh, I love that. Christine, I'm wondering too, there were some unsaid things that your mom, when we had our session, that your mom mm-hmm. wished she had said. And I feel like what Spirit wants to bring through in this podcast episode is that there are times where people will come in to see me or a reader like me and you'll be like, well, that's not my mom because that's not the way that she was. But she's trying to tell you that she went through a karmic review. She saw things differently, that she was sorry for different things. Did it help hearing that? And were yes. you, because I feel like you're so much closer to her now and you've got yes. so much resolution. But what I'm wondering is if you can talk to our listeners about how you found that resolution with your mom after her passing. Yeah. Well, at uh, first, because we were very dysfunctional and we weren't close, um, there was a lot of hurtful things. It was hard to have empathy for her or to, or to understand. But I just think me as a person that I'm supposed to help people. Like I was supposed to understand. And I had friends who said, just hire someone. She never liked you. Why would you go there every day to see her at the hospice? Like, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm just supposed to do this. And she was always getting excited, you know, when I show up and everything. But once I heard from you how she felt, it brought me a lot of peace. I felt like she had had, uh, recognized that the abuse that she had suffered, that she passed on instead of stopping it. So then when I felt like, but I made the choice not to do this to my kids, I felt proud. I felt empowered. I felt that, you know what, I'm going to be okay. I might, I might not have them here with me, but to know that they've been through this and she sees that what she had done was wrong and she's sorry for that, I felt like I had a mom again. I just, you know, I just can't hear her all the time. I just, I'm just now, I, I can still talk to her, right? I can be putting on my makeup going, oh my God, mom, you should have seen the kids today. You know, I can go on. And I feel like she would actually like, listen and hear me and have advice and feel love for us, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. You know, in this podcast, Earlier last year in 2019, I had on uh, a gentleman and he was telling me about this children's book called Little Soul in the Sun. And for Christmas, December, I got the book for Elle and I was reading it to her for the first time last night. And I was like crying. I was like, this is the most powerful book I've ever read. (laughs) You know what? Sometimes um, there truly is no words here on earth to be able to fully describe everything that there is to the other side and just the magnitude to life itself. But what this book says is, you know, this little soul comes to God and says, God, you know what? I found out I know who I am. And God said, great, who are you? 
And the little soul says, I'm light. The little soul says, God, can I be who I am? Can I be that light? And God said, well, of course you are that light. And they said, well, how can I experience it or something to that effect? And Mm -hmm. God said, well, it's hard to experience the light when everything is light because all of the souls that you're surrounded with are light too. That's what the other side is. Everything is that light Mm -hmm. and love. So the little soul says to God, well, you know, you're God. You can think of something (laughs) to make me experience myself for myself. And God said, I already have. And the little soul says, well, like, tell me, you know, and, and God says, well, I'm going to send you to a place where there's a lot of darkness, but I'm not sending you there, you know, because you're darkness. I'm sending you there because you are the light and you get to experience the special elements of yourself. So what are the special elements within you that you want to experience, little soul? And this little soul says, well, I want to experience forgiveness, what it's like to forgive. And the soul says, well, in order for that, for me to experience forgiveness, another soul would have to come for me to forgive somebody, but who would do something like that? And this other little soul says, well, I will. So it's just such an amazingly touching book, but I was reading it to my daughter last night and I was thinking of you, Chris, because in the book, God says, there's nothing to forgive. You know, we come here, we live these lifetimes in order to experience what we are, because when we're surrounded by the dark, we can be the light And Mm -hmm. it's the only time that we can experience us for ourselves. So I, I look back at, um, you know, our first session and it was such a powerful session for me because I think I got that concept by bringing through your mom on such a deeper level that there's nothing to forgive in anyone because we're perfect on the other side. Right. So I, I know too, I began to understand why I was even born. Why am I here? What is my job to do? And I began to realize that my whole job was to stop that abuse. We weren't going to let it happen because she was abused. And I'm sure the folks that had her because she wasn't with her parents had, you know, had also had abuse and on and on and on. So it was just like me trying to stop down my foot going, no, this is not going to happen anymore. We are done with it. This is all done. This is all done. So now when, um, for my job, so when I grew up, I was going to be a dancer. And then it hit me of like, I don't want to dance. So I want to help people. And I think to have all of these experiences, it, I can tune in and understand what a child is going through. And when I was a kid back in the 70s and 80s, if you showed up with marks or, or anything like that, it was a family matter. You know, they just didn't do anything about it. And I was like, over my dead body, I'm doing something about that. So I, have, I feel proud that I have an impact in their lives. I protect my kids. And I don't mean the ones that I gave birth to. I mean the ones that I teach every year. And my... 
principal, he just laughs and goes, they're just all your babies and no one can touch your babies unless they deal with Mama Kay. <laughs> She's coming around to take care of them. <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. But I love that. I feel more at peace to understand why that happens to us because we always stop and think, why would this happen to me? What did I ever do to deserve this kind of treatment or embarrassment or or betrayal, right? But I think unless you can go through it, you don't know how to help somebody. And I think you you had said that too to me, that unless you have experienced it, you can't help others. Exactly. We have to go through it so we can help another person. So I don't feel like it was personal or just, I think it now has a, it, it did have a per, a purpose of why I, I went through that. So then I could be who I am today so I could help the other kids. My angel, Christine. <laughs> oh, this is exciting. <laughs> yeah. I am so proud of you. You have done such amazing work. And um, it's been such an honor to be a part of your journey along the way. Um, I'm just so grateful for you being in my life. Oh, thank you. I miss you guys. Yeah. Yeah. This is so much fun. And it's funny because now at work, when I connect and there will will be people saying, well, I think he did this because of this reason and that reason. And I'm like, well, um, <laughs> I think it's more of this. And I can't just say, well, you know, I got a message and here's what they're saying. <laughs> but, you know, I, fi- I figured out a way to say it so folks don't stare at me like, who do you <laughs> think you are? You know, what, do you got a crystal ball or something like that? Yeah. You know, the whole bed. Friends, if you feel called to work with me, do it. In March, we've got the Angel Reiki School on March 7th and 8th in Naperville, Illinois. Here you'll become a certified Reiki master teacher and learn how to develop your unique spiritual gifts. Also, March 2nd through 20th is our live e-course called Releasing Negative Thoughts and Training the Egoic Mind. It's all about how the ego tries to sabotage you. But when you're aware of this, you can stop it so that your egoic mind doesn't block your progress or your soul's path. Taking this course will also help you hear your intuition more. Book this e-course, our previous How to Talk to Angels e-course, or our Manifestation e-course all on my website. Also, you can always book a one-on-one session with me for some healing and loving messages from your spirit team. Friends, when you book one or more of these services, it funds this podcast. Thank you so much for your support and keeping this show going. Stay tuned at the end of this podcast to hear all about the freebies we offer as well. I do have, I have one story too about, about my daughter. So we were in Kentucky, I think it was Kentucky, and we were in the mountains. It was this beautiful home, right? It's gorgeous. It had like three or four levels to it. Oh, it was just gorgeous. So we were downstairs. It was nighttime, probably about three or four in the morning. And our youngest daughter is is uh, handicapped, so I was kind of concerned that she was sleeping on this chair. Like, is she going to be okay? Does she need a humidifier? Is is she breathing all right and everything? So every once in a while, I would peep up and just hear her to make sure she was still breathing and everything. And then I, I would go back to sleep, right? So about three or four in the morning, um, I see a white light. 
and it's in the shape of a of like a man and it's broad but there's just no feet to it so it's like from the waist up and it bends over and it's looking at katie but i'm stuck in my bed i'm frozen i can't move my arms i can't lift up my head but i can move my eyes around so i'm just i'm just it's like this huge glow of white light and it and it bends over to her I'm not scared of it, but I'm getting mad because Mama Kay can't get up out of bed and go see what's happening to to her daughter, right? But then after about like uh, 30 seconds or so, the light goes away completely, and then I'm able to move. And I'm sitting here going, who's been in this house? Like, what's the history of this house? And who was that? And I was like, Mom, Dad, who was, you know, trying to find out who that was, but I have no idea. I have no idea who would come in and why I couldn't move out of the bed either. So I have heard this before and the same thing with feeling a presence. Well, there's a lot of stories of going on vacation or going to vacation homes and feeling more presence there. I Uh think it's just because you're out of your own element within your own energy and there are different presences um, within the world where the soul isn't ready to cross back over, and that's okay. What I do know, though, is just anytime you feel something that makes you feel uncomfortable or you know, you come into a part of your spiritual gift where you're like, I don't want to see that or I don't want to see things that way or I don't want to tap into that. Um, you just ask God to take it away and it's gone. The, uh, the one thing that I do do all the time is I only connect with God energy. And in the morning in my prayers, I just say, Mm -hmm. God, I am only connecting to you and any beings that walk in your white light with the exception of that one time where I went, where it was haunted and I knew I wanted to tap into <laughs> that energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do that every one. day. Yeah. 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 That's funny. But the one too that I mentioned about with the TV that just pops on in um, our house upstairs in our bedroom, it usually starts around one to three o'clock and the TV just will come on just randomly. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm thinking, it's spirit because I've seen my dad in my house. He likes to sit at our table downstairs at the dining room table. He likes to sit there, but I know he's just coming to say like, hi, like Mm -hmm. I'm here just to say, I heard, you know, you're, you're not feeling well right now. You're feeling sad. And I just want to say we're here for you. Right. Yeah. Um, Totally. So the the TV will, will, will pop on. And my husband goes, What's going on? And I'm like, I don't know. The TV just popped on. Now, I'm not going to say, well, some little spirit around here is just having a little fun. So I said, what's on the TV right now? Can anybody see what's playing? Like, is there a message or something? So he's like, it's just a sports game or it's just a news show or whatever. And then he yells like, you don't know how to turn off a TV. I'm like, have you ever heard of turning off TV wrong? It's a button. It says power on, (laughs) off. It's one button. You just press it. So after the fourth time this happened, I think I was yelling back, like kind of like laughing, but still like loud going, 
you cannot turn a TV off wrong. That's not how it works. It's one button. And even though this time you were the last one to watch TV, not me. So it's you who turned it off. And then he was steer quite. I, and I think it just scares him. Like he has no idea why this <laughs> pops on. So I'm like, maybe you should return the TV and get a new one, honey. Maybe there's something wrong with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's trying to say like uh, that the last person who watched the TV turned it off in the way that it would pop back on in the middle of the night. But I've never heard that happen. No. With any ever. It's it's just, and I explained him, I said, we have a timer on it that it will turn off for you. Right. But never turn back on. I said, so stop that. That has nothing to do with it. Just stop it already. So then when he, so then when he, he leaves, I get the sage out and then I sage the room and I tell them, stop it. You're just causing fights in this house right now. You just got to stop it. Yeah. And then the best, it was around the same, the same time. Um, I was trying to do my schoolwork. I got distracted and I'm watching the TV and I'm at a chair that's right next to a window. And all of a sudden, I get a tap on my right shoulder. Now, that's the one that's right next to the window. And I hear in my head, get back to work. Get back to work. And I turn to look to see. I didn't know if it was a cat or, you know. And then I see that there is nothing there but a curtain and a window. And, like, my coffee is over there. And I went, oh, yeah, I'll get back to work now. Sorry. (laughs) So I'm getting, like you know, like a scolded every once in a while, like, hey, pay attention. So then yet occurred like two days later downstairs, a tapping again, right on the shoulder. I mean, it feels like a real finger is tapping you. It was really hard. And I looked and I'm not scared of it or anything. So I don't know if it's my mom going, get back to work. You know, you're you're not paying attention to what you're doing. You got to fold that laundry or whatever that I was doing at the time. But so that's, so that started up and I just laugh at it and go, okay, I'm going. And then the, the best part is my husband going, who are you talking to? And then I'm going, um, Katie, talking to Katie. I'm just saying I'm going, I'm coming. <laughs> I kind of idea. And then he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, yes. That is awesome. Well, just remember that, you know, you have control over your spiritual gifts and what you want and what is working for you and what's not. So I got to tell you, the tapping would not be working for me. I don't like feeling that presence in that way. Yeah. But I'll get into the car sometimes and I will feel this overwhelming presence. Okay. It's like a cloud of huge energy and I can feel it. It's just my dad. And okay. uh, so I enjoy it that way. So I yes. talk to the other side and I will tell them, you know, this works for me. This flares my egoic mind. This scares me. I don't want to receive it this way. And anybody listening, you can do the same thing. Just ask God for help with this. To take away what's not working for you and leave the parts that are working for you or give you it in a different way that you could receive it better. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I will definitely try that one because the tapping, you know, it's getting kind of annoying in the sense of who's touching, who's there. (laughs) I'm like, cut it out. Don't tell me what to do. You know, if I want to watch TV, I'm going to watch TV. (laughs) I can do the laundry tomorrow. (laughs) You know, kind of do. I'm a grown up. 
<laughs> oh, Christine, I love you so much. Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you again. Thanks. Of course. Have a wonderful day. You too. Take care, everyone. Love you. Bye. Bye. Beautiful souls, we have so many freebies to help serve you, your family, and friends. Want a weekly message from your angels emailed to you? Sign up on my website to receive a weekly message of love, hope, and healing from the angels. Do you have a prayer request? Go to the homepage of my website and submit your prayer request so that our team of prayer warriors can be praying for you daily. Want to learn more about the angels and energy healing? Subscribe to my YouTube channel called Julie Jancis to learn more about the angels, energy healing techniques, and so much more. One of the biggest things we hear from our listeners is that they have no one to talk to about their spiritual awakening. We created a private Facebook group called the Angels and Awakening Podcast Tribe so that you could connect with others like you and know that you're not alone. So be sure to join this group on Facebook to get the support you need. Want a free session? We plan to give away over 240 free sessions with students in the Angel School per year. To win a free session, subscribe and rate this podcast five stars. Then write a positive review and email us a screenshot. That way we know who to contact when you win. Want to share your uplifting angel story on the podcast? Because we love sharing them. Please write down your angel story and email it to us. Don't forget, be an angel and share this podcast with someone who needs it. See you back here next time for another episode of the Angels and Awakening podcast.